Photoshelter presents Vision Slightly Blurred. I'm Alan Murbayashi. And I'm Sarah Jacobs. Annie Leibovitz, perhaps the most widely recognized photographer in the world, recently shot a campaign for the Google Pixel 4 smartphone, just released uh, last month. Uh, everything that she did, unsurprisingly, shot on the Google Pixel 4. And I gotta say, my first reaction when I saw that she was associated with the product was sellout. That's what I thought in my mind. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> because it, it's one thing if you're the photographer who gets the job. Mm. It's another thing if you associate your name with that product. Because then you're basically, she's acting as celebrity endorser for this, sure. for this phone, right? Da oh yeah, I think anything that Annie attaches herself to it's gonna be a celebrity endorsement. Yeah, and, and without really digging into the motivation, because again, I'm, I was just reacting to seeing her name associated with it, uh, without, without really understanding her motivation. And when I did a cursory look at the photos, which are a series of portraits presented as diptychs, so two images side by side, I kind of felt underwhelmed initially. Mm -hmm. um, but before I tell you how I feel now, mm -hmm. I'm interested to know what your reaction was. Yeah. So most of these, I think, are really good on like first glance. There's like a few that are a little jarringly like, what? That's not as good. But actually, I think these are very good. So I agree with you now. Great. Haven't what changed your mind? Second well, so I, I think part of it is having a little disappointment with Annie's photography when I compare the stuff that she was doing for Rolling Stone back in the day, mm -hmm. and of course I think of the John and Yoko yep. image, yep. And, and that documentary style of imagery that she was doing when she was this young like trailblazer. And then you get into the Vanity Fair stuff that she's been doing for whatever, the past 10, 20 years, um, and hearing stories about how Photoshopped everything is, mm -hmm. how she'll composite like a face here and a hand there, and how difficult that she is on set. Um, I think that sort of unfairly jaded my first pass of these images. I read a, a little piece on Time Magazine about her association with this product launch. And it was kind of, I mean, I know it's a, it's sort of a bit of a marketing fluff piece, but it kind of gave me respect for the project. She, she says that Pixel, the Google people came to her and they basically told her, you can do whatever you want. And she said, I want to shoot these sort of socially conscious people. And I've, I've got a list of some people and I want to research. And they're like, do whatever you want. Awesome. And so it was, it was the quality of the, f the phone and the hardware combined with the freedom to shoot what she thought was socially important work that led her to associate her name with the, with the phone. And so if you go on the Google Pixel 4 website, you can see these images, but there's also interviews and short bios of all the people. And I got to say, they're, they're impressive people. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we know, I mean, Annie could have called on so many like famous friends and yeah. faces, you know, to be a part of this campaign and to, she could have gone that route. And so the fact that she did choose, for example, an, an army officer, um, a defender of tran, trans rights, a journalist, an equal justice lawyer. You know, these are important people within their community. And the fact that she spotlighted them um, is pretty amazing. 
Yeah, so if you watch the videos, a couple interesting observations. The first is that they, they wanted to shoot everything, including the video, and capture the audio on the pixel. It's not very convincing. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't watch the video, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Ooh, you know, as, as amazing as it is to be able to capture 4K video, like when you, just, when you, when you think about that spec, 4K video shot on your camera phone, it's amazing mm -hmm. because the amount of data that has to go through. But when you think about all of the other technical aspects that make like a RED camera or an RE video camera so great, it's because of chroma subsampling. It's because of the bit rate. It's because of the lens. There's, you know, a dozen other components that make those packages a million times more superior than shooting video on the pixel. Mm -hmm. So there, that's, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. Second observation is that in many of the photos, Annie has a Pixel 4 uh, mounted to a camera cage. Yeah, I saw that. So she is not holding the phone like you or I would to take a photo. She actually has a cage that makes it much more camera-like, much easier to hold, Yeah, both vertically or horizontally. Um, and... What? Much easier not to, you know, she's not going to randomly hit a button to take a photo. Right. But what, I don't think that's bad. No, I don't think that's bad at all. But oh, okay. it, it does it does sort of say, it does point out the difficulty of the form factor of a phone. Like holding a DSLR is a much more comfortable experience for shooting than it is to hold like a very thin, slippery device that has no physical buttons on it to take a photo. It if you're a photographer. If you're a photographer. Yeah, yeah, if you're a photographer and what you're used to shooting with. I When I was looking at the photos, I definitely was like, okay, I, I want to know how much lighting went into some of these. Some of them don't look like there's any additional lighting, and then others look as though she's got, like, certain, I don't know, extra lights yeah. and possibly, like, a fan going on one of these subjects. So for the for the Chase Strangio, which, who, who's a transgender uh, activist, mm -hmm. uh in the video, she has an assistant holding a pro photo. Oh my God. Um, it, I, I believe it's like a B10 or a, or a B2. Uh, so one of these newer uh, strobes that has an LED modeling light on it. Oh. And the modeling light is going through what we call a, a, a Chinese lantern. So mm -hmm. it's a very diffuse light to add some fill. Okay. Yeah. You can, you can see that. Yeah. All right. Yep. That makes sense. Um, it, it, it's interesting, though, because she, at least her, her portraiture, her contemporary portraiture is so reliant on strobe to get this really clean look. And then because there's no way to sync a strobe with a camera phone, she has to re rely on continuous light. And so she's using a pro photo as a continuous light. The, like the model light, <laughs> yeah, essentially. Yeah, it's not, it's not the... designed for that. But, you know, they're, right. they're making it work. No, totally. It's just, it's just kind of interesting yeah, yeah. to see that. Yeah. Well, there has been a history of the public is used to seeing, you know, iPhone, cell phone pictures like on the cover of magazines. And so this I don't know that the, other than the subject matter, I don't know that this is like groundbreaking in any way. Yeah, I'm kind of over building campaigns around the fact that you shot it on a phone. Yeah. To me, that feels very like three years ago, three or four years ago. Time very famously uh, shot a series of covers of uh, amazing 
Women mm-hmm. uh, by the photographer Louisa Dor. Mm-hmm. Um, all on the iPhone. All on the iPhone when whatever version of the iPhone launched. Yeah, this was 2017. wasn't that long ago. The images, I mean, as 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 photos, they were fine. As if you're going to scrutinize the technical quality, they weren't there. They simply weren't there compared to like a really good DSLR. Right. Do I care about that? No, not really. I mean, I, I, I don't really care about it in the same way that I don't think that that should be the basis for an ad campaign to say the, the, the measure of the phone is that we use it to shoot a, a magazine cover. Yeah, well, I think with those covers, Times, what they called firsts, um, it's that combination, right, of a really good photographer who knows what they're doing with their subject. They know how to place the subject and how to frame the subject. And then... This, and then also just the subject being like a recognizable person, a revolutionary person. So there's all of that going for it. And then it's sort of secondary that it's like, okay, well, this isn't technically as good of a picture as it could be if it were taken with like a DSLR. I will say it is sort of interesting to compare these time, the 2017 time covers to the very first cover that they ever ran with the iPhone, which was for Hurricane Sandy. I believe mm, back yeah. in like 20, what was that like 2013? Um, that image was so grainy and gritty and, yeah. and like, I don't know. And that was, that was like, that was bad technology, right? Like taking a magazine cover. So it's but kind of fun to see the, um, the, the technical, technical progression. Difference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, the hurricane Sandy, with all the noise that was in the image, but it was also taken at night during the middle of a hurricane. So in terms of um, the expectation that I had for what was essentially a spot news photo in the middle of a hurricane, Mm. uh, I I didn't feel um, it was out of place. I didn't feel like a cognitive dissonance the way that I might when you put it on a cover where it's a portrait and your first reaction was, eh, it's not as clean. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. Ben Lowy was the photographer oh, of that yeah. Hurricane Sandy uh, image. Um, I I think we're probably going to go through a few more iterations of iPhone 12, iPhone 13, Pixel 5, or you know whatever uh, Huawei phone or whatever phone they come out with before computational photography gets so mind-blowingly incredible that it exceeds the capabilities of your DSLR or your mirrorless camera. And that is going to be a really interesting inflection point where the cell phone camera combined with computational photography can shoot something that the that the traditional digital camera cannot. So I'd be more interested in, in seeing when that happens and what that image looks like. I mean, who knows what it's going to look like? Maybe it's going to be an astro image where you see the Milky Way, but the person's face is completely lit properly. Oh, that'd you be know, dope. like who knows? <laughs> or maybe there's some weird compositing thing that goes on, or yeah. maybe, you know, yeah, I don't know. So you're um, over, you're over the iPhone shot on an iPhone. Yeah, I don't know that. You know, going back to the Annie images for the Pixel Four. I don't know that it proves anything about the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, the quality has been good enough for years. Uh, all it proves to me is any any camera in the hands of a talented photographer can create meaningful imagery. Yeah, it, yeah, it kind of goes back to that just like old saying of the best camera 
that you have is the one that you yeah or wait what is it it's (laughs) the best camera you have is the one you have wait how does it go (laughs) so the yeah the sentiment is there (laughs) y'all know the best camera is the one that you have with you or something yes that's that's exactly it yeah because i i do wonder like who is you know the pixel 4 who are they trying to sell it to like photographers that are thinking about getting their own point and shoot and so instead they get the pixel 4 i don't know one thing about the pixel about the google phone is that the colors can be really really off like i have noticed that in my own personal like borrowing friends pixels i would also say that i think the the fun the funness for lack of a better word of apple commercials where they're showing young people using the iPhone to create vernacular photography, just friends hanging out and doing cool things is more appealing to the average consumer than having a storied but old Annie Leibovitz doing social activist portraits on this new phone. There seems to be a bit of a disconnect Unless the, the purpose was, okay, we know Annie's going to do Annie's thing and some it'll resonate with some segment. But you're not going to win over the masses with this type of really deep photography. Hmm. Like there's, there's the, there's, Apple takes a youthful approach to their advertising, uh-huh. which I don't think Google has mastered yet. They've had some really tearjerker commercials that I've seen in the past, but on the whole, I wouldn't say that their sophistication in advertising can match the Apple machine. Mm -hmm. And so I'm glad that, that Annie had a chance to take these photos. And again, on, on second and third glance, I really like the images, Yeah, but what does it say for the phone? Uh, I don't think it says that much for the phone. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, using the pro photo light, it's like, okay, <laughs> anything looks good under a pro photo. <laughs> now, listen, if there was a phone that could actually trigger a strobe, like an actual flash bulb, that would be amazing. Yeah, that would be amazing. I would buy that phone. Oh my God. And yeah. the light, done. Yeah. Get, <laughs> let me give you my money right now. Yeah. <laughs> Develop that. And you know what? If, if, if that phone existed and Annie did a campaign for that, then you would sell a lot of those phones. That would make a lot of sense. I, I'm glad that you brought up um, her older work while looking at these because I thought of that too. Because the simplicity, even though, uh, yeah, just the simplicity of using, you know, that single one camera, you know, there's not a t- huge light set up. These are everyday people that she's photographing. You know, there's a much more natural approach to the subject than what she's doing for a Vanity Fair cover today. And so I also thought of those. And I think, I think she, I, I think she's continuing to do an amazing job connecting with subjects, putting them in the right spot. Everything that like a good photographer should. And yeah, I. I, I can't help but think of some of those early shoots from the 70s. You think she just showed up with a with two camera bodies and a couple lenses and yeah. a couple of rolls of film by herself and shot. Oh, yeah. Right? And it's right. not this first assistant, second assistant, third assistant, digital tech, four lighting guys, yeah. you know? Yeah. There's just a level of inauthenticity to the current crop of vanity fair images. You know, they're lovely to look at visually, but then it just doesn't have the the grittiness and authenticity to me that the older images had and maybe that's just nostalgia but i do think that there's there's some validity in having the single person in an apartment taking a photo versus an entire crew a thousand percent i agree i love annie's early work it's so good 
Well, the, the, the portrait surprised me a little more than I thought initially, so I think in that regard it's great. I don't know that it's going to sell a lot of Pixel phones, but yeah. I'm, I'm happy, you know, she, as, as far as I remember, has a lot of debt, so I'm happy that she's making some of that Google money. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So there's that. So dig yourself out of that debt hole, <laughs> Annie, with some of that Google stuff, and uh, we enjoyed the photos. We'll see you next time. PhotoShelter is the online leader for photography websites and workflow tools. Archive, distribute, and sell your photos in a mobile-friendly, responsive website. Try one free for 14 days at photoshelter.com slash podcast. Then download one of our free educational guides at photoshelter.com slash resources.